0: Hello, hello, friends, and welcome to another action-packed episode of the Nintendo Gems Podcast, the podcast where we talk about Nintendo games, both new and old. My name is Connor, and
1: what?
2: Oh no, I was you cr- were shaking your head. It was man, that was that was a hot presentation right
0: there. Oh, word, getting hot in here in this closet. Mm-hmm. My name is Connor, <laughs> and joining me today is my lovely co-host,
2: Brayden. Hello.
0: What's up? How's it going?
2: Just cooking in the closet. Got my White Claw here.
0: Yes, sir. burn
2: up. Cheers.
0: Um, Ready for a good show. Yeah. We have we, a big one. What you been playing? A lot. <sighs> Me oh. too. Big Bill this year. Episode. Mm-hmm. This is my first White Claw. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> this really is a pretty big
2: episode. Some mm-hmm. pretty big titles to hit.
0: I don't feel uncomfortable um, pulling the curtain back and just saying that we couldn't figure out exactly what bill to put each of these games on, so we just kind of yeah. decided screw it and put them all in like a big... Triple RPG, Bill. A uh, big RPG episode. Maybe um, we'll call
2: it that. Yeah.
0: Got a few current ones and one indie classic that has been out for quite some time and got a Switch release.
2: What do you think? Should we start with that guy?
0: I say we start with this guy. Uh, I just recently played Undertale for the first time ever. and Can good.
1: We get an ooh? Wow. I
0: know. I'm... An epic pro gamer. Uh, I'm always playing the newest releases right when they come out. I'm always my 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 finger is hot on the pulse of what's new and trendy in games these days. Ooh, and I've I've been hearing the kids talk about this this new fancy game called Undertale these days, really recently. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I I decided I'm I'm gonna be hip with it and I'm gonna I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play it now that it's fresh. Heck yeah! And it's one of the best games I've ever played. So, uh. Good next show. up, next up we have <laughs> Shin Megami Tensei 5.
2: Whoa, okay, but let's 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 I I'm taking the reins here for just a moment. Um for longer time listeners of the podcast, you might recall in a past episode, I believe Jake was on the on the show, that I played Undertale as well. I was also late um to the Undertale train, but obviously I'd heard it was cool as well. And I did not like it when I played it. In the time since, we, we can kind of talk about it. I think I have come to the realization that, like, I played it wrong and was not looking for the right pieces of enjoyment in Undertale or something like that. I guess. Uh,
0: it's That's I, so bewildering to me because it seems like
2: something you'd love. It did some really cool, cool things that I, like, I thought were fantastic. But just overall as a package, it it, it did not leave me overwhelmed um at the time but yeah you just said it was one of the best games you've ever played and you've been gushing about it since then
0: earnestly yeah i mean that i've been somewhat surprised at because i mean i kind of can't shut up about it i really (laughs) can't and i feel weird about that a because it's the game originally came out in 2015 it's been a while right and it was a big 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 talking point in gaming when it came out a huge smash hit. It was an, a one-man show, essentially. It's developed almost entirely by mm-hmm. one person, one individual, and it's like an indie sleeper hit, and it just knocked it out of the park. And, and it was developed in Game Maker. Like, Game really? Maker, like the software? Interesting. The free software? Yeah. It was a, like a PC-only download right. game originally, and then now, since it has, like, physical releases on PS4 and mm-hmm. Switch, and I've seen, like... I. Like, just the other, like, a couple weeks ago, before I played Undertale, I saw a papyrus stuffed animal at McKay. Wow. And I was like, huh, Undertale.
1: <laughs> yeah. Before
0: before I knew that I wanted that stuffed animal. <laughs> that plush Pirus. um Ooh, Nice. I. But simultaneously, I've also been surprised at how many lay people don't know about it. Right. Um, I've had a few friends that I consider, like, if not gaming adjacent, like, internet adjacent enough, mm-hmm. too, because... Parts of the game have been also been huge memes. Yes. Um, We've talked about Super Smash Bros. quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And a character from Undertale, Sans, is in made it as a a me costume in Super Smash Bros. So he's like playable essentially. Yeah. And his theme music, the song called Megalovania, was put into Super Smash Bros. And that song has been something of an internet wide meme Mm -hmm. for years now. Like it, it, like even on TikTok. Both because it's good. It's a great song. Like, it's it's
2: incredible, but it's, like... It's a bitchin' song. uh Uh-huh. But it's got, like, this little hook thing that's kind of funny to make fun of. yeah. Boop, 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 boop.
0: It's got a really distinct hook to it that is, like, very memeable and, like, adaptable to different, like, genres and tempos. And people make... It's just been been a big meme. And even, especially within gaming, just, like, things about Undertale have been a big meme. Mm -hmm. But, again, that being said the people in my life that I've been trying to like, have you played Undertale? Have been like, no, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) Because I, like, I'm in a weird point where I'm like introducing other people to it now, Mm -hmm. but I also obviously feel like I'm like way behind. Right. And I'm like catching up because I always like post about it on Instagram. Like I just played Undertale. Someone talked to me about it and like a million, a bunch of people have been like, oh my God, really? Uh Just now? So I don't know. All that to say, I feel a responsibility to kind of introduce it and explain what it is from the ground up anyway.
2: Yes. Well, I, I do have, a, like I think, a good preliminary question, though. How blindly, how innocently did you go into playing this game? Because
0: that is a for, good question. for the
2: audience that may not be aware, there are larger scale twists and, you know, kind of fun plot points that yeah. uh, really develop. And, and it's better if you don't know what you're getting into.
0: Absolutely. I, I think I want to get into spoilers. It's I, a, I like that. It's a very meta game. So, like... The game plays with its own gameplay a lot, like Mm -hmm. uh, plot alone, but also just like the surprises that the game throws at you are better experienced blindly and with a with a fresh experience. So Mm -hmm. skip to the timestamp provided in the the description. Well, I'll I'll describe the game first, and then okay. So Undertale, as like an elevator pitch, yeah, is essentially an RPG. It's it's an RPG. Sure. The developer is named Toby Fox. And he is known for contributing to, like, the pretty Tumblr-centric webcomic Homestuck, mm. which was also a big, like, internet phenomenon early on. Not really early on, but kind of, like, mid-internet age yeah. uh, when, you know, when webcomics were a thing. Yeah. And parts of Undertale kind of started... He would make ROM hacks for Earthbound, right? the Super Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where Undertale, the seeds of its development, started to... Develop so I believed Undertale started as a Kickstarter project.
1: I think it that's was a Kickstarter,
0: right. and he raised the funds to make the game. Mm-hmm. And I guess it got a bunch of, it probably got a lot of support, uh, financial support, because it did eventually, obviously, come out. Yep. And so it had like some precedent, some hype behind it, but it was still like an unprecedented smash hit, blew up, was everywhere, talked about everywhere, huge, huge mm-hmm. phenomenon. Um, to the point that, like, in my recent playing, I was, like, looking at the music because, obviously, the music is amazing. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack is fantastic. And there was a fifth anniversary symphony orchestra
2: wow.
0: performed. You you posted a meme. Did you post it on Intangems?
2: Yeah, I did. Yeah. That's, yes, yes, uh, yes.
0: that's about megalovania. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was on a story. So it's it's like a series of dominoes. And the, there's a tiny domino at the one end and a huge one at the other. And the tiny one is some bozo makes a web comic about escaping prison, which is Homestuck. <laughs> uh-huh. And then the big, huge one is a song from a teenager's edgy, earthbound rom hack is performed for the Pope, Did you which see
2: is that video? true. For those uninitiated, there was like it was like a gymnastics slash circus group or something like that who was putting on a performance for the Pope during some kind of like session thing, and they used Megalovania as their <laughs> background music, which was pretty funny.
0: That is amazing. Uh-huh. Needless to say, this indie sleeper hit. It was and is and still continues to be a phenomenon. But the game, the, like the elevator pitch is it's an RPG, <laughs> to circle back around, mm-hmm. where you don't have to kill anyone. It's There's monsters. You mm-hmm. encounter characters and monsters. And anyone can't. everyone in the game that you encounter uh, can be defeated or killed. Mm-hmm. But also everyone in the game can be, every boss fight, every character can be passed without hurting them. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of play with like sparing characters that are threatening you, or if you want to play a darker way, you can kill characters that are friendly to you, you know initially. and that's the game on it's on the surface, like that's that's the back of the box, yeah, yeah. sure. That's a uh, where the concept kind of starts and ends. and then from there, you do get into spoiler territory. Um, the plot is you are a kid mm-hmm. generally that is exploring outside and falls into this hole in this mountain and falls all the way underground to the land of monsters. Yep. Monsters have been banished underground for centuries, and they are generally unhappy down there, and they want to come back up to the surface to live mm-hmm. it, on the surface world, whether that's in harmony with humans or to kill all humans is kind of dependent on the monster character who sure. you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, all the characters have different motivations, kind of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you you stumble into this wonderful, charming world of monsters and wacky And scary characters. I was
1: going.
2: I want to mention. I don't because only because I don't think we've mentioned it yet. The whole game is two D sprite based. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and which really can give kind of like this eerie, uncanny look to a lot Mm -hmm. of these monsters too. Like they're jagged, kind of, and
0: yeah, it's in its DNA. But it's obviously very inspired by Earthbound. Yes, the traversing the overworld Mm -hmm. is very old-school RPG-esque, and then the battles are Mm turn-based, and all the monsters have, like, wacky designs. Some can be disturbing or a little scarier or threatening, and some are cute and wacky. Like, there's the dog in, like, the big muscular armor that just has a dumb dog face Uh and just barks at you. Yeah. Besides the enemy encounters being you can either kill or not, I guess the main other gameplay innovation that's central to it is that the combat itself is... It is turn-based, but when an enemy attacks you, it kind of turns into like a bullet hell shooter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it kinda it turns into like an overhead shoot-em-up game. Yeah. Um, essentially, you control a heart in like a little field of play in the middle of the screen, yeah. and the enemy will shoot bullets at you in an array of patterns depending on the character. Mm-hmm. One will throw like spears at you from like the, the top of the screen and you have to dodge them. Eventually, they throw in different... Types of bullets, like blue bullets, will pass through you if you're not moving, uh-huh. uh, and so you'll have to dodge around white bullets. But hold still for the blue. Yeah, that's it's, that's essentially the the elevator pitch for it. I feel like anything from here on is spoiler territory. Uh-huh. If that's all you know, you're good to go to play the game. <laughs> it can't. It's a. It's incredibly funny and charming. Uh, but I mean, for for the sensitive, it is all. It can also be scary. Mm-hmm. It has like intentionally. Um, Disturbing, almost disturbing moments, but also very like tender and heartwarming. It's just it's all really good character work. It's Mm -hmm. it's beautifully written, Mm -hmm. hilariously written, and like skeweringly written. Yeah, uh, depending on how you play, how you choose to conduct your playthrough. So I'll say it now from here on out: spoilers. If you haven't played it, if you have somehow been made unaware of this game, play it. Take my word for it. Skip Mm -hmm. to the timestamp in the description. Let's go. How did your playthrough go?
2: My playthrough, I'm I'm still kind of trying to come up with what went wrong, but I think I was trying to get to the end. I think I had heard that there was a cool ending, <laughs> a twist ending, mm. and I'm playing pl- plowing through this RPG, trying to get somewhere. And it's not necessarily about the destination. It's
1: plenty oh, about yeah. the journey.
2: <laughs> and I think I, I don't know. I just don't think I appreciated it for... When did you play it? Did you play it? I I feel like I remember it being like this summer, was it not? It was like the summer after we started the podcast. Like it was, it was Word. very. And so I think I was trying to find games to play for the podcast. You know mm. what I mean? I really, I don't think I was. I had the right intentions playing this game.
0: You were, I mean, uh, we've both been here before, but you were kind of trying to like get through it so that you could talk about it in yeah. time for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I kind of catch twenty-two. I exactly. Like. I mean, I, I can understand being in that mode. I really mm-hmm. took my time for it. I was playing this. To circle all the way back around to your question that I can now answer, uh-huh. I knew a lot going into it. Okay. But I also went I went blind enough as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: With all the meme status of it, the fan base, I guess, kind yeah. of, um, the ob- general obsession with it, general cultural saturation yes. can drive anyone away from anything, uh-huh. even if that thing is quality. In And that's generally tragic, you know, I don't know. Some things can be missable, you know. Yep. Everybody was talking about Squid Game and Squid Game is fine. Mm-hmm. It's cool, it's good, yeah. and it's entertaining, but it's like fine.
1: Yeah.
0: Undertale is unfortunately buried under cultural saturation, but it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I was so pleasantly surprised. I went I went into it knowing there were the different routes. Sure. Mm-hmm. There was there is a quote-unquote neutral route. Right. Um but then that there is a true pacifist route where you don't kill anybody. And then there's a genocide route where you kill everything. Uh-huh. The extent to which I wasn't sure. I didn't know anything much about the characters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't listen to the soundtrack. I really didn't watch any gameplay. Which is good. Yeah, absolutely. And I knew that f- about Flowey generally, that he was a flower, and but then he turns on you at some point. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, and and the endings, I also wasn't sure about. G- like. Most of what I didn't know is stuff that went untalked about. Like the characters and like the dialogue and yeah. like all the minute to minute stuff is mm-hmm. stuff that people don't really talk about, the slower stuff. It's more exciting to talk about Sans and how epic he is and mm-hmm. how good Megalovania is and the music is great. Yeah. So all that to say, like, since twenty fifteen, I've remained blind enough mm-hmm. and like managed to temper the spoilers, knowing that it was something that like i I intended to play someday. And I, yeah. I keep a lot of games And like movies and stuff like that. Like Uh I I try not to know about them because I know someday I'll need to invest in them. And then recently I was quarantined, I had COVID and Mm -hmm. I was looking for something to play on a whim, take my like jump like dive into. I was in that mood where you want to like really get into a game Uh and I got so into it.
2: That's amazing. It was
0: awesome. There's so much detail in everything. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's like a pixel it's a such a simple pixel art game there's there's so like it's deceptive it's so deceptive it's intentionally deceptive oh absolutely i'm wagging my finger at yeah, right yeah, like, you yeah you use
2: aggressive look on your face
0: <laughs> um it tricks you uh-huh. with the with the simple art and the simple character designs at first because that's how it breaks its own rules that's how it surprises you mm-hmm. um depending on what you're doing i mean as far as i can tell all routes that are not true pacifist or true genocide mm-hmm. end with what's referred to as Photoshop Flowey.
1: Oh, interesting. Um,
0: yeah, so that, I mean, that alone is like a breaking of the rules. Yeah. The fight with Asgore, the final boss before Flowey, he's the king. Okay, okay. And he spears the mercy option.
2: Yeah, yes. And he's,
0: and he's like, it fills you with determination. Mm-hmm. After that's been the thing for the sake, like, but that. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? <sighs> What yes. a moment. Uh-huh. It's, the, the game is chock full of meaty moments. And meaty is in, I mean, from a gameplay perspective, certainly. It's a, it's a gameplay meaty game. Like, it's got great gameplay. But just, like, as a someone who loves a good story and game. Mm-hmm. And story, not just meaning plot, but, like, story made up of characters, plot, the setting, mm-hmm. the themes, the context. The motifs used in the music that are reincorporated at certain other plot moments, mm-hmm. the differences between the character interactions and relationships with both each other and you, the player, directly across each playthrough,
1: uh-huh.
0: is amazing. It's immaculate. It's captivating. I, I finished my first playthrough in one sitting.
2: Uh huh. Would um, you? Did you take any certain path?
0: The first time. That is something else I knew going into it is that you want to kind of play it blind the first time, mm-hmm. like you want to. You don't want to do pacifist or genocide right. your first playthrough. You just kind of want to play it
2: how you would play it. Yeah,
0: what seems natural. And mm-hmm. I did that. I killed a few characters yeah. and I spared a few. Yeah,
2: um,
0: same. I accidentally killed one and it broke my heart. <laughs> uh, Toriel, the first lady. Yeah, I accidentally killed
2: her. I did too. I remember that, that. fight was great. I want. I want to pause and just like. You you went over it so quickly, mm. but just to really seal how... Con- I, you used the word meta earlier, too. So the example you gave was that the king spears the mercy option, huh. which is both I... hilarious and awesome and confusing. You know, it subverts the decades' g- worth of RPG games that you have played. The game
0: is, in a word, subversive. No mm. matter what you're expecting going in, it will subvert something no Mm -hmm. matter what you think you're doing to trick. That's, and that's where it impressed me so much is every time, Uh whatever I felt like I was doing, it was like, even if it was just like examining a weird object in the background, it was like, there was a joke there.
1: Uh Uh Like, it's
0: like, I don't know. You just like doinking around the kitchen and there's like, there's white fur stuck in the the Uh sink because it's Toriel's house. Nice. Um and she like has baked you a pie and and you look check the fridge and it's like full of pies mm-hmm. and it's just like well, um, whoopsies. <laughs> but what what do you mean what you were saying about like when it identifies itself as like a meta? Well, because that happens off the bat, does it? Yeah. In this, it's in the subtle subversive way that it does. I think it lays out its mo right off the bat because the game starts with flowy. Interesting. Do you remember? He's like, "Hi, I'm Flowey. I'm uh-huh. your, f- I'm your friend." Yeah. Uh, in this world, in the underground, we throw friendship pellets. Uh
2: huh.
0: <laughs> Go on, catch the friendship pellets. Yeah. Yeah. And then it you, and that's like when the bullet hell stuff starts. It's it shows mm-hmm. you how the combat works. Right. And you catch the be- the pellets, and they're bullets, and you take damage. And mm-hmm. he's like, "You idiot!" He like his catchphrase is "You idiot," <laughs> and he turns into a scary face. And yep. he's like, "In this world, it's kill or be killed." Mm-hmm. And he says, "Die." And he launches an attack at you, and then Toriel saves you. My goodness! And shows you nothing but compassion. She walks you through the puzzles and the traps for that whole level. Uh huh. And there's something off about it Uh because the puzzles and the traps are there. And like story spoilers wise, that's because you are not the first human that's come down there, Mm -hmm. and she wants to protect you. Like that is from screen one. You are walking upwards, Uh and you're talking to Flowey, and then it's showing you how the combat works. That it is kill or be killed, but mm-hmm. also you can be spared and there are characters that are looking out for you. Yep. Combat doesn't have to be an option.
1: Mhm. It's all right there. Sure. But and
0: that's also meta because it's like the fact that the first enemy in the game is like tricking you already into <laughs> right, like you feel right. like you're going to lose right off the bat. It,
2: yes, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And the game keeps doing that. In all three runs, it finds new ways to subvert your expectations mm-hmm. in fascinating ways. Yeah. Uh I beat Sans I did all three routes. Mm-hmm. The neutral route is wonderful. The true pacifist route is all is so wonderful because you get all the best character moments, uh-huh. and it has the neatest ending because everybody lives, and then you get to see all the characters being their wackiest, funnest selves. Sure, um, it does have like one of the more disturbing sequences too. Interestingly really? enough, and the genocide route is horrifying, uh-huh. heartbreaking, badass. Um and has one of the hardest bosses I've ever fought, which is Sans. He's the final boss of the Genocide route, notoriously difficult. Breaks the rules in other ways.
2: Well, and that's what I was going to ask. Like, I did not play that route clearly, and so is I don't he... want
0: to. I, I don't want to spoil any of this for you too. No, I want you're you to okay. replay this. I
2: I kind of think I have to at this point. Like, I'm pretty.
1: I think you do too. That's um, like
0: why I've been talking about it so much is because it feels like essential playing. Yeah. For, for anyone that considers themselves a gamer or what they think they know what – a gamer especially, but anyone that thinks that they know what to expect from a game right. should play this.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, multiple times, <laughs> multiple. which sounds like a chore, but it's less so than it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, but go on. Sorry. Um, Is
2: sans difficult in a calculator – hp pool jrpg kind no. of way or in an action galaga you know action you can subversive combat type of way
0: the game is not an rpg right that's the trick i am yeah that's the spoiler i'm kind of lining you up yeah, here that's but. the spoiler of all spoilers is that the game is not an rpg uh-huh. that's the most like kernel <laughs> spoiler at the root of all of it is yeah. that like the game is expecting everything. Uh-huh. It gives you weapons and armor as the game goes on, but they're pointless. Uh-huh. They feel different because even the weapons like play a little differently yeah. and they feel like you that you get a different advantage. Mm-hmm. And and kind of if you're doing a neutral route and you're killing some enemies and not all, then kind of there's a little bit yeah. of advantage to upgrading weapons and armor and, and leveling up. Sure, can make the game a little easier to pass certain enemies. Yeah, but if you're going true genocide, the game is basically fixed mm-hmm. along a certain route. It's like you, you basically can't fail up to certain points. Sure, it knows what you're doing. It doesn't feel like it, mm-hmm. but eventually you catch like you're on a certain track. Yeah, and same for the pacifist run. you can mess up the pacifist run. you can obviously kill somebody Mm -hmm. yeah there the the challenge there is picking the right dialogue options doing the right things to all the characters Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like a challenge because it feels because the characters are well written and developed enough that it feels you want to yeah yeah it's you really enjoy the characters they're all great and funny and hilarious but all that to say yes the rpg stuff is fake it's Mm -hmm. it's ornamental. It's a veneer. Yeah. Um. For for the comp, because even in the pacifist route, you still have to play the bullet hell stuff. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. do have to be good at the game still, yes. to a degree. But the numbers don't mean much. Yeah. All the stats and yeah, stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: Ornamental. And the same goes for Sans. Yes. Sans is a pure action fight. Mm-hmm. It. You can You can. Uh, check any enemy. You can, like, observe them and it'll tell you HP and defense and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, Sans has one HP and, like, zero defense and one attack. It he it, like his description says he's the easiest enemy in the game. He has one HP.
1: <laughs>
0: even his fight is scripted mm-hmm. because when you attack him, he dodges. He's the only enemy in the game that just sidesteps your attack. And he's like, I'm not gonna just stand here and let you hit me. <laughs> Eventually, in his fight, he even he attacks you while you're in the menu. That's and that's that's only in his fight. That's yeah. So essentially the The gimmick of the fight is you just have to survive all of his attacks, uh-huh. uh, survive his gauntlet of impossible, crazy, bullet hell stuff. Uh-huh. Um, he changes your controls mid-attack. It took hours and hours. It did. It it, it like was all multiple in one tries. Th- oh yeah, mm-hmm. it was all in one sitting. It was one like whole day that uh-huh. I did it, but because I couldn't lose focus. I <laughs> if you forget one thing, then I don't know. It's it's really one of those like muscle memory things. Like I remember talking about it was, like Sekiro. Uh-huh. Like the final boss with that was just like you it's just muscle memory mm-hmm. eventually. Same thing with Sans, the same kind of deal. But in a different way in that it just like keeps changing the the rules on you. Yeah. And eventually I mean the, the the scripted part is that once you get far enough, he stops letting you attack. He's like, All right, I can't do this. I can't I know I can't defeat you. I'm not here to defeat you i'm running out of energy uh-huh. it's just gonna be my turn and i'm <laughs> never gonna attack i'm just gonna wait you out uh-huh. and so you wait and he eventually falls asleep on screen and then you can move the box over to the fight command Whoa. and you can you attack him while he's sleeping uh-huh. and that's how you finish him so cool it's just an endurance test because uh-huh. and that's like in the in the canon story of the genocide is like you're an unstoppable monster. Right. You end up, you start killing the bosses one, in one hit, mm. like through the playthrough. Ah. And so that's like Sans isn't there to defeat you.
1: Uh-huh.
0: He's not there to kill you. He knows that he can't. Uh-huh. He's there to make your life miserable. That's literally the point of the fight, Mm -hmm. is to get you to quit. That Mm -hmm. is, like, he's like aware of the multiple timelines. He's aware in the same way that Flowey uses the save and load function in the neutral ending. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sans is like, I know, like, like he, yeah, he addresses it. He's like, I'm not here to defeat you. I'm just here to make your life miserable. (laughs) He offers you mercy in the middle of the fight before the fight gets worse. Uh He stops the fight and is like, hey, Come on, let's stop right here and be friends. And you can accept his mercy, and then he kills you. Ah. And then you get a a, a signal like a unique game over screen that's only in that. Mm-hmm. And I chose to do that because I wanted to see it, and, <laughs> it, and it sucked. Anyway, yeah. that ends your question. What was your question? Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Neta, games it
2: makes Betis. you want makes you want to like meet Toby Fox. Yeah, I kind of.
0: He's probably. I mean, Sakurai got to meet Toby Fox.
2: Yeah, he did. He, like, beat uh, him That's in Smash. more like Toby Fox got to meet Sakurai, just to be I honest. Mean, I mean,
0: I think I remember them saying, like, Toby Fox beat Sakurai in Smash.
2: <laughs> that... I,
0: he talked about that briefly.
2: That would be really great.
0: Yeah, he's definitely an interesting character, for sure. I mean, he's probably just, like, a normal nerd like the rest of us.
2: Mm-hmm. But it, we would be remiss to move on without... Especially allowing you to <laughs> to to gush about the music for a minute, because yeah. it it's not just Connor and and that was one of the the best parts that I mentioned was that the music was phenomenal, mm-hmm. and so it was all Toby Fox as well, right?
0: Just about. Mm-hmm. He had some guests on it, and I mean, he can't play everything. Yeah, uh, there's like electric guitar in there and stuff. There's some like actual instrumentation at some points. But yeah, I I was a little skeptical about the music at first. Mm -hmm. Here in Megalovania, I mean, it's a cool song. It's like fine. Like outside of the context of the game. Mm -hmm. And then even initially, like the first few areas, the music of the game, like when the game is starting, the music is just kind of, it's there, it's serviceable, it's not bad. Mm -hmm. But it is when the music starts to punctuate the more significant moments. Like I said, like um, when you fight Toriel Uh and... That's kind of, like, the the battle music especially, but some of the over- overworld music is, like, chiptune. Yeah. That's kind of the first point where, like, the music shifts from just kind of, like, being just chiptune mm-hmm. to incorporating strings and violins right. and actual drums and Band. stuff. Yeah. And, like, even where the tone shifts to something more, like, with a more emotional weight. Because mm-hmm. up to that point, it's also, there's flowy, but then it's, like, everything before that is very lighthearted. Mm-hmm. And guiding you through the game, like again, Toriel yes. guides you through the puzzles, and all the enemies are funny, and they're all shy and they barely hurt you, uh-huh. and it's all very lighthearted and funny. But that's the point where it's like, oh shit, I might have to kill this woman uh-huh. uh, to pass through the to pass through, and that music punctuates it amazingly. It's a great song, j- and then on a on a single playthrough the music is is good but it's only again upon repeat playthroughs mm-hmm. that you notice how many like motifs and themes are repeated for different contexts right f- for character themes reincorporated the game over theme is in asgore's theme the final boss okay it, that's it's cool. just it's like part of the phrasing of the melody in there mm-hmm. metaton has a theme that is repeated in you know, he has, like, you remember he has, like, the four ga- different game shows that he puts you in? Yeah. Like, the cooking show mm-hmm. and the play and everything. Like, he has a central theme that's repeated in each of those in uh-huh. different arrangements. Ugh. Papyrus. Papyrus was awesome. Papyrus is great. I killed him my first time because he was trying to kill me, and I thought that wasn't fair. Uh-huh. Um, and then Sans was mad at me but his theme is repeated through the whole time and then when you first start to fight him it's just the chiptune version but then he's like I'm unleashing my super blue attack and then he turns (laughs) you blue and he's like you're blue now and then the music (laughs) kicks in it's like awesome (laughs) and now I'm part of the fan base (laughs) now I'm annoying Uh now I'm one of the parts of one of the reasons to be dissuaded from playing it playing it because I love it and I'm annoying about it Mm -hmm. ugh
2: but, well, you got you got one guy here who who's I hope so probably got a because I mean it's it's on my Switch I own it you know yeah. like I yeah so I, I I how long is it would you say five hours if start to finish you you cleared it five hours pretty much
0: it's a it's a solid genocide route notwithstanding the difficulty of the bosses
1: mm-hmm.
0: is testy but mm-hmm. yeah I I would say um nice a, a general neutral route playthrough is a, is a solid afternoon. Mm-hmm um which
2: is also yeah like i think that's a good bite sized
0: and it uh, and it doesn't feel bite sized sure. it it feels long enough that there's parts that are like where when i think about replaying and i'm like oh, that's a little long mm-hmm. or something which which mm-hmm. is a good thing yeah like you need those moments to punctuate the Emotional highs, the sure. gameplay highs. It's like it's long enough that I'm like, a playthrough is going to be a playthrough. Mm-hmm. But it is, you're right, bite-sized enough to where the kind of quintessential repeat playthroughs don't feel... They don't feel like that big of an obstacle to confront. Right. Like something like replaying Breath of the Wild or something. Like a bigger 100-hour <laughs> game. Uh-huh. You know, you can... Especially with the guarantee that it's going to be very different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What right. The content is completely different across... I don't know. I guess the three cardinal playthroughs. Sure. But yeah, I just cannot recommend it enough to most anyone. And I feel weird gushing about it because it's just been gushed about uh, everywhere, to everyone already, to the Pope. To the, to the it's made <laughs> to into the ears of the Pope. <laughs> and, and I'm just now catching up. Yep. I know you're going to ask. I haven't touched Deltarune yet. Okay. Um, Chapters, as of time of recording, chapters one and two of Deltarune, which is the follow-up to Undertale from Toby Fox, Mm -hmm. are out right now. They're free. Right. They're completely free, even on the Switch eShop, and I hear they're good.
2: I've heard that as well.
0: I haven't, obviously, not quite the explosive meme value out of them that Undertale had, but Mm -hmm. I hear they're certainly quality- I haven't heard anything negative, but I have also kind of been trying to stay relatively spoiler free from them, a little blind just so I can dive into them right in a similar way, you know. I want to say having not again not played them, just because they're free, don't check out those first. Uh-huh. Play Undertale. Yeah. Uh-huh. Even though it's whatever money it is, 15 mm-hmm. 20 bucks. Yeah, um, if that If you have to wait for it on to be 10 bucks on sale, great, but you got to play it. Mhm. It's one of the most finely crafted gaming experiences I have had in a long, 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 long time, even compared to bigger quality mm-hmm. Nintendo polish. Right, stuff, right. You know? Uh-huh. Anyway, speaking of RPGs and befriending yeah. Monsters. Yeah. There's a segue. There's our Ooh, this our, our tether to yes. our next um, game of discussion.
2: Well, and I, I have another tether of sorts. This ah. is a, a game I should have played a long time ago, too. Not this very game. The series. This series. Absolutely. Yeah. So We've... I've had a busy break since we went on break. We didn't record episodes there for a couple months. And I played through the hefty game that is... Shin Megami Tensei 5, mm. which is the newest release in the Shin Megami Tensei franchise series.
0: Both, really.
2: Persona might be a word or title that you've heard of before. They're, I would argue, at least in America, maybe the more popular uh, side of the Shin Megami Tensei franchise. They are interconnected in weird kind of time travel alternate universe ways. Mm. And so you may have heard of Persona. You, you could
0: almost say that Persona is a spinoff of the sure. Shin Megami even I mean, Megami Tensei
1: mm-hmm. is the
0: first game in the franchise. You know, like the it's a franchise that's gone long, like since the NES. Yes, and the Persona is definitely even in Japan, I would say maybe caught on a lot more, a lot mm-hmm. more palatable, yeah, a lot more accessible of a series generally than the core Shin Megami Tensei
2: yes.
0: series of games. But P- Persona is like a spinoff, I would say, mm-hmm. of
2: those. Well, and that said. I don't have a ton of context for the series. Um and so I may say some things that are dumb, but <laughs> I I'll, I'll show you dumb here. I did not know before I researched this game that it was a monster collecting game oh, or series. Boy. I believe it or not. Like isn't that amazing? Like that's dumb, right? Uh oh, well, I don't know if I would call it dumb because I mean if
0: your precedent is the popularity of Persona Persona has similar me- some similar mechanics but I don't think it's quite as monster collecty yeah. as the core series so sure. I-, I don't super fault
2: you there. I think the other piece in my defense is like Shin Megami Tensei has always been a fairly niche mm-hmm. um fan base uh
0: cult fan base kind of. Cult- yes. It's definitely had a a, a smaller dedicated cult following in, in the States. Yes. Especially.
2: Much bigger in Japan releases in the States are always very minimal. And so like, it's incredibly hard. It's not hard to find a lot of the Shin Megami Tensei games here, but they're going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. Like it, they're just, they're always, uh, the print runs are always really short for some reason. And so there is just a weird series that I had never been able to get a hold of before, but I saw the trailer for five. I want to say maybe back in the spring or something like that. Do you remember when they announced it? I remember when
0: they announced it. The eve before we found out Shimagami Tensei Fi was coming, we were looking forward to the Nintendo NX.
2: Oh, my gosh. It was... If then I, I... Don't, I don't recall that. I mean, I believe you. I remember, like, in the last year, seeing, like, the blue-haired Nahobino thing.
0: Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, we got... I'm. If I recall correctly, it was the Switch reveal trailer, the reveal uh-huh. for the Nintendo Switch before E3. I think it was springtime. Mm-hmm. Where we got like a reveal of an unnamed 3D Mario that was coming. Sure. Um, I think Fire Emblem Warriors was maybe hinted at. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was Shimigami Tensei 5 is wow. coming to Switch exclusively. And that was it. Uh-huh. Just it's like coming. the title. Yeah. It, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. it showed like silhouettes of some <laughs> monsters, like Jack Frost, like some of the iconic monsters. But it was mm-hmm. Shimigami Tensei 5, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. It's coming. And they probably. I mean, maybe you will get into like a, whatever, however, the quality of the game speaks for itself. But mm-hmm. like, who no, maybe they hadn't even started development at that point, right? <laughs> given right. how long it's been, yes, that.
2: yes. And so now that you say all that, I concur. I, you are, <laughs> yeah, you are right. But you're um, also
0: fair in like the, it wasn't until like maybe even the E3 this year or maybe pr- prior that we found out any sort of mm-hmm. plot or context for how this game was going
2: to look or play. Let alone compared to other entries, but at all, sure. Well, and I from again from what I recall, I it wasn't very clear, especially not having ever played a Shin Megami Tensei game. It wasn't like it answered the question of what it was, <laughs> sure. But it definitely piqued my curiosity enough to where I did go start researching. I made sure I pre-ordered the game, so I got a copy, etc. And so here we are, ninety five hours later, <laughs> post. Shin Megami Tensei Five. Very nice. And I, my eyes have been opened to a whole new world of monster collecting and legacy gaming of sorts. So uh, I had a a great, great time. It looks cool. It is badass through (laughs) and through. I think is the best place to start is just like when you, when you hear monster collecting, you think Pokemon, like Mm. you're, that's, I've. You can't convince me that's not most people's go-to. Sure. But you think of cute. You can go straight to blood and badass because they're demons. I guess that's worth saying
0: if I if I may. Yeah. And this has been a franchise consistent is that the game is monster collecting but it is drawing from and combining and then stylizing like in that order kind mm-hmm. of real life mythologies. Yes. Real life mythos. Greek Maybe Greek mythology, definitely mm-hmm. Christian mythology, absolutely a lot of Christian, and I mean, as far as like everything I draws from, that's kind of Japanese folklore, sure 100%. for certain, hundred um, percent. But really? you can go further from there. You would know better than me, yeah. So, but I do know that like Yahweh is like in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's um, true. Like I'll 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 get into some of the bigger names, I guess. Mm. Um, but the the base story is God separated knowledge and life demons had knowledge humans had life mm. and they were separate they weren't to ever come together because that would make them as powerful as god um and they called this combination a nahobino i have no idea what that means but the blue-haired character you see that you play as it is a demon and a human that have managed to come together and so you are the first nahobino in ages The demons are starting to realize, okay, like maybe we should revolt against God. Try to overthrow him, I guess. Yes. For power. For power. There's just an incredible hierarchy kind of, of all the different mythologies. Like you said, like there's Greek, Norse, Egyptian, Hindu, Christian. I don't know. If I noticed any Muslim,
0: really, no you, Muhammad in particular
2: I, I by name so. at least. Well, and you know, fair fair play because I mean he's not supposed to be depicted in sure. uh, yeah. Islam, and so maybe and you know it's a respect m- thing ties
0: to Christianity, I guess. Yeah, mythos wise.
2: Yes, yes. So once some of the heavy hitters realize what's ex- what exactly is going on, uh, for example, like uh, of course Zeus and Odin, and then like Shiva from um hinduism mm. it's very interesting seeing the gods that they choose to represent kind of entire mythologies but they really do tap into so many different cultures from around the world and it's fascinating when you read the descriptions for all these different demons. They they tell you what they're from and what they're about and what their story is. And so it's it yeah, as cheesy as it is. It feels like you're learning something along the way too. Yeah, it it sure. feels partially it's educational. educational, which is Yay. like the stupidest thing to say. But I really I feel like I no, learned... mom, I'm not killing God <laughs>
0: with using Satan. Yeah,
2: right. I yeah. am learning Greek mythology. Yeah, exactly. It. The story was good. I liked the overarching, like hugeness of God versus the rest of the gods and sure. things like that. But um when the humans kinda started getting involved, like I don't I didn't really care for the intersection into reality that they chose to take. Mm. Like I know Shimagami Tensei is always in Tokyo. Yeah. Like it's always Jap Japanese centric. Like, like modern
0: day there's always like, in persona too, there's always like yes. a tie to like Modern day Japan.
2: Yes, and so it's. I wish I could come up with more location names, but it's absolutely using real Tokyo uh, Mm. locations for the different maps that you visit and things like that. And so there's something that is perhaps just unrelatable to me, or just doesn't appeal to me. Like I've, you know, Japanese.
0: Yeah, like like Japanese, like like...
2: classroom genre, like an anime and stuff. That's just never Mm -hmm. really appealed to me. Sure. And
0: so it's a little. That's a little oversaturated. Like I mean. The modern contemporary Japanese, like, school and city setting is very much like an oversaturated setting right. in Japanese media, kind mm-hmm. of, that we, that we get over here, especially right. in the States. So that's fair. That, like, that pales in comparison to the epic mixing of all mythologies exactly. on Earth, let alone the stylization exactly. of all of
2: them. Then, on top of all that, is a form of monster collecting. Is there a better term I should be using? Monster raising. Recruiting? Well, I just mean, like, for the genre in general.
0: Oh. Um, no. I think that's... A gen- I mean, that's it's very much a genre. Yeah, you know? yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. there's any...
2: Monster collecting are the two words that people use, though, you think? Because um, I feel like...
0: I can't... Nothing else comes to mind. Yeah. Nothing... You would think something a little catchier, you know? <laughs> yeah. Fewer syllables or something. mm mm-hmm. Um. But nothing springs to mind. Sure. I might... Not saying there isn't, but mm-hmm. for the moment. Mon
2: Monkoles, yes. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> I I have now learned a new monster collecting method, which, like you said, is there's no Pokeballs. It's pretty interesting, and it's been this way since the beginning of the franchise. You talk to the demons. You make conversation with them. It, the The option, I believe, is literally talk. And you try to answer their questions in ways that would appeal to that individual demon, perhaps, um, in hopes that they will join you. Which, sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's crude, sometimes it, it really depends on the demon you're talking to, which is a lot of fun. So this game is rated M. Like, some of the more sexualized demons will think that you're trying to flirt with them, and you need to decide whether they want you to flirt with them or not. And, like, that's just, like, such a a weird example sure i mean it makes sense but then jack frost which i had never known was from shin megami tensei i just really? thought he was freaking snowboard kids or something <laughs> <laughs> um close you know he hee-ho what do you yeah. you know what do you want to be friends and Man, um, he's just a little bitch yeah yeah he's, yeah.
0: Jackass. Um, yeah,
2: he's annoying it, it's very interesting it's not exactly engaging The monster collecting, you mean? The act of collecting the monsters. The conversations, it doesn't all... It feels kind of lucky, more than anything, Hmm. because I've tried to recruit the same demon, like, twice in a row, and I got the same text options, but I picked a different option, and I still didn't recruit them. You know what I mean? Like,
0: Is that... Do you know that to be a part of the gameplay? Like, whether it's just kind of like a... Like a chance, like a percentage chance, like a
2: charisma uh, stat of some kind or something. I don't know. I and I may be, I may have perceived that wrong, but I really feel like just it, it, sometimes it felt a little bit more luck, like luck. Mm. And and some of them were like, "I'll join you if you're strong enough," or "I'll join you if you're smart enough," or you know, and they'll they'll test a stat or something like that.
0: Mm. Maybe some have like more abstract. Uh, Solutions to getting them on your team. I think like, so. Similar to uh, fast forwarding a little bit to Pokemon, where like you need certain conditions to get sure. certain Pokemon. Sure, like
2: outside or whatever to get them to evolve. Maybe, Absolutely, that are more than just conventional. I I think that is likely true, but a lot of it really does just fall down to text. You know, options, mm. conversation options. Sure. But then from there, so that's cool. You build your army, your team of demons, which is are a lot of fun to use. You uh you can have up to Three demons plus your character on the field at a time um, in a turn based fashion.
0: Do you keep the demon, all the demons that you've, or all the monsters that you've recruited in some sort of storage?
2: Fantastic question. I don't you. know if you are teeing me up for that or not. No. So that is perhaps truly the biggest function of the game and completes the gameplay loop. You fuse your demons to create stronger demons. I did know that. And you are required to do that. Mm. You will not progress in the game if you do not fuse stronger demons. And by that, I mean, we'll get into it when we talk about Pokemon. You can take your starter from start to finish. You Once you reach level 10, you better start fusing some level 10 demons. Once you reach level 15, you better start fusing some level 15 demons. Because um, it can really make a difference and again it works really well and maybe i should save this for pokemon but there's something about evolution that feels so good it's progression it's (laughs) It's like it's
0: yeah whereas it's collection plus progression
2: yes whereas fusion feels like sacrifice for sure uh surprise gain like i don't exactly know how i'm gonna use this demon but i know he's better and so i'll figure out a way yeah
0: but if if you have to so is the answer no is there no like storage of demons that you collect no you have to keep them in your party of three or swap them out with someone else well and
2: so that's the thing you can they call it your stable you can at some point you can have up to like 16 or 20 demons with you at one point and you can rotate them out of your like battle battle. party Uh but you can't hold more than those 20 demons you know you're gonna have to start fusing to make more room
0: so but then does fusing does it combine the stats or capabilities like one-to-one of both demons that are incorporated
2: that is like a perk you kind of like a a nahobino ability thing that you can add um it's, it's an upgrade
0: like is fusing always worth it no okay Because sometimes, I mean, we can't escape the Pokemon comparison now. Sometimes, like, some, like, I don't know, really strategic pro-level players Mm -hmm. don't evolve certain Pokemon because certain
2: moves are learned.
0: Yeah, certain iterations of the evolution line have certain stats or learn certain moves. Are certain fusions of certain demons less worth having than unfused Mm -hmm. demons, I guess? Right. And also, how does fusion work? Can you fuse Zeus and Odin? And what is that? what comes out the other side?
2: Right. Uh, so not every demon can fuse with every other demon. But I am oft, I was often surprised by, like, how many options there were. There are, I want to say, between 200 and 230 demons in this game.
0: And by demons, that's just what monsters are generally yeah. called. Oh, yeah. Everybody, everything you can recruit.
2: Yes, are, are demons. So the higher level demons, like in-game demons, like Odin and Zeus and stuff, like I, I think they can fuse together, but they just make another high level, you know, demon of sorts. High level what? I it's would have Zeus to ch- and Odin. I would have to check. There's a co- they make
0: something like really weird and cool? There's or like
2: they or... they're like Baphomet and like, uh, okay. like. The highest tier of gods and demons that you can really think of. Um, uh, and there's some that like I haven't even heard of. It's it's fascinating how many they pulled from Judaism because I don't know. <laughs> we grew up in a weird place, um, but we did not learn much about Judaism. The Old Testament, the Torah, like the Apocrypha. The Apocrypha, like yeah. the story of all those angels and demons, yeah, are fascinating. Yeah, man, and El, dude, all I'm, of those angels—I'm
0: banging the El Shaddai tambourine ah, every other day of the week. You kidding you me?
2: It's fascinating seeing just all the, the fallen angels. Yes, yeah, yes, they are, and Good those stuff. are some of the main characters. Cool, um, they I'm, are I'm, God's I'm army. Working. It's it's fascinating, and so like. I'm pretty sure Odin and Zeus, like they might combine to one of like the higher angels or something like that. I don't, okay. I can't quite remember. It's, it's, it's been... so
0: that's kind of where, I, what I was wondering is, does it make like thematic sense or does it is it just like kind of RPG logic? Like they it's often used into the the stronger
2: it's kind of just that there's there's never really any good story explanation for the fusion (laughs) it's kind of just an act you do (laughs) to progress there is one final feature though to the fusion that i'd like to add you don't have to have that monster present in your stable to fuse if you've had that monster before there is like a it's called the compendium Uh, It's like a logbook. You know, it's your Pokedex, essentially. Mm. Um, And if you've had that demon before, you can pay money instead of having that demon in your stable to fuse with it. And so, you know, game-wise, they are summoning the demon for you for that amount of money, and then they fuse them.
0: Can you fuse two out of your compendium, or does one have to be in your stable? Yes, actually. Okay, Yeah.
2: And so, late game, money. (laughs) I ran out of money real fast, because I was having to, like... You know, I was trying to fuse all these high level demons, and like, mm. obviously, once you use it, it's gone. And so, um, yeah, I paid bukus of money for some high level fusions there at the end. But I don't know. It, it was really interesting the way they allowed you to take advantage of that, I guess. I didn't, mm. it took me a while to realize that because it's, to me at least, unintuitive. You know what I mean? Sure. You, you would think you'd have to have the products present. But then when I realized.
0: Well, so that, I mean, I think that kind of goes into what I have to ask next, if not, like, the next, like, aspect of the gameplay going into is, like, my impression of the the core Shin Megami Tensei series is, like, demon collecting, demon recruiting, conversation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: RPG, I mean, everything we've mentioned, but that the combat itself is very hardcore turn-based mm-hmm. RPG in that you really, really, really need to, like, Pay detail attention to stats,
1: mm-hmm.
0: effects, mm-hmm. resistances, and yes. buffs. Yes, yes, yes. And so, like that kind of like is, as as pro gamers refer to min-maxing, uh-huh. you know, maximizing a your stats potential. Right. In a in a game, kind of fine tuning it, uh-huh. um, which is a popular practice in high level Pokemon play. Sure. Is kind of core gameplay to the Shin Megami Tensei series. Like mm-hmm. you can't get very far if you're not. Absolutely prioritizing and, and min-maxing your stats, uh, your your spells and stuff that can buff your own stats or Absolutely. or what your enemies resistances are and all that. And so when you talk about like, yeah, when you get to higher levels, you have to like spend a bunch of money to fuse particular demons to get certain mm-hmm. stats and stuff. That makes sense in my brain. Yes, is is all this ringing true?
2: Yes, absolutely. Like you're you're spot on. Precisely the reason why you can't hold on to the demons is because this boss is fire, and then the next one is lightning, and you're gonna need force that is good against lightning. And so you start around with four turns, but if you hit an enemy demon against their weakness, mm-hmm. you gain an extra turn. And so you that's can cool. have up to eight turns, eight attacks, I guess, per sure. turn. Whereas if you just use a regular attack and it doesn't hit any weaknesses or anything, normal, it's just normal back and forth
0: turn phase.
2: Exactly. So I think that's the big feature that a lot of people talk about is like, you know, you're trying to make your turn as long and hefty as possible.
0: That makes sense though. That's cool. Yes. That sounds intuitive
2: it is it is a lot of fun it's really interesting trying to come up with my takeaways at the end of the game because like i said i was blown away at the badassery the -hmm. whole way through the demons are super cool the animations are awesome like the attacks are actually great the fights look awesome the music is really good i sent you that one track i don't think you ever listened to it i didn't but it's a banger i Um, believe
0: you that is something that I also know is uh, the series has been known for, mm-hmm. is good music.
2: Yes. Really fits the philosophical, religious tones, like lots of weird chants and stuff, kind mm, of. Choirs. And, and yeah. Epic but, stuff. Epic, exactly. But at the end of the day, I also feel... I, I don't know if I'm using this term too much, but like a calculator game. Sure. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? I it's just you, numbers. I don't think you've said that. Um, I think all. I... Yeah. I Questioned the Sands fight in that. Oh regard. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, right. That's right. Yes. But uh, but it is very the polar much, opposite. Y- yes, it's numbers. Mm, you know, definitely. It boils down to numbers, which is fun and can be. I mean, I, I sunk ninety five hours into sure. it. You know what I mean? I I did everything you can do. I beat the super boss. Like you know, nice. I it, it was awesome. I mean,
0: it's numbers, but it sounds like there's still plenty of elements of strategy mm-hmm. to it. Yes. I I I personally find myself, I mean, spoilers to the Pokemon discussion, but I mm-hmm. find myself more and more averse to turn-based turn like conventional turn-based battle systems. Mm-hmm. I just like they make me lose steam and lose interest so quickly. Sure, but when there's something else to them, mm-hmm. something on top of it, like some when you're not just pressing attack or using the same attack mm-hmm. for every battle to get through generic monsters, when there's some prep and strategy and, like, problem-solving
1: Sure.
0: Uh, at hand. I mean, it sounds more engaging and more interesting. And especially when you say, like, the aesthetics, like, the battles actually look cool mm-hmm. against players to Pokemon as opposed to Pokemon. Oh, man. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it sounds cool. And these are things I, again, in my own limited exposure to the series, I know to be consistent throughout is, mm-hmm. like, the designs are cool. Yep. Yeah. The gameplay is engaging in this way, and there's an extra layer of depth to it that is yes. more engaging than a conventional, a con- quote unquote, conventional turn-based RPG. Sure. Whatever that looks like, Dragon Quest or something. I don't yeah.
2: I, oh yeah. You if you go into an encounter unprepared, wrong resistances, like you will die on the first turn. Sure. It's like it's it's.
0: And that's appealing to me, just the kind of gamer that I am, who likes a challenge, mm-hmm. who is usually, I mean. Usually, like the um the action kind of challenge, the yeah, yeah, sounds yeah. fight kind of challenge, <laughs> but it sound uh, it still s- sounds interesting. Like yeah. I still like problem solving.
2: It got to the point where, <laughs> so I beat the super boss. Yeah. But I dropped the difficulty from hard to normal to beat the super boss.
0: Were you playing hard the whole time? Yeah. Like from the beginning? Yeah.
2: What was that like? Grindy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, maybe I take it back. Maybe I don't. How grindy and. In, could you get any sort of grasp of how much grindier hard mode made?
2: I I do think I died, like, faster. If I was going to die, I died faster.
0: You know what <laughs> sure. I mean? That,
2: if that makes sense. Less um,
0: room for error. Yes. Less margin.
2: And so, but it's not impossible. Like I said, it's a calculator. You have to find the, the answer to the solution. But it was really difficult. Um, I'm going to admit something, I guess. So, the super boss is not the last boss. Technically, you fight him before you go to the final boss.
0: Sure. Um, yeah. There's like a secret hidden yes. super boss.
1: Yeah.
2: And so I had gone and beaten the final boss and was ready to take on the super boss. There's DLC. I needed about 13 levels. Like I don't know. I did all the side quests. I did. I I think I capped at like 86 or 87 maybe. And you can get to 99. I wanted to be at 99 to be. Super boss, And there's DLC where you can uh, generate these little XP creatures that will level you up faster. I paid $1.99 for that DLC. I killed Mitamas until I had enough level up things and powered my team up. And the super boss was still hard as shit. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it was... Like, you needed to be level leveled, like leveled up. Like, yeah. I... I, I and I still dropped it to normal. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah, like, yeah. I, 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 I Which, felt like I,
0: I couldn't do it. But that's more of a testament to, sure, it's just numbers, but it's more than just numbers. Yes. Like, there's strategy mm-hmm, to it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, yes. there's depth, there's challenge of After, some kind yeah. to it. You have to know sure. what you're doing. For sure. It's not just, like, it's, you didn't just grind. Uh-huh. It's not just grinding. You didn't just pay 191 you didn't win because you paid $1.99, uh-huh. All that uh-huh. is what I'm trying to say. Yes. You didn't pay because you won or because you ground,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: grinded. Um, you won because you you had to to do that, but mm-hmm. you won because you knew how to win the battle. Yeah.
2: I guess. I hope. And so- Is what I want to believe. Yeah. Text. So really, I like I said, I I had a great time. It was really good. If you've never played one before, I think this is actually a pretty good entry. Because I mean, like, I felt introduced very well. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I am looking forward to trying another game in the series to see what was right and what was wrong. Kind of, you know, mm-hmm. what what really is a staple and what was an experiment. I guess I don't know. Sure.
0: Oh, I mean, what's new to this entry? Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, a lot of what you're what you've said about it. Is is sounds like stuff that I know of the other entries already, yeah. And I wonder how much could be different, or or if it'll mostly like this is the kind of series that I wonder if it would be difficult going back to the other ones mm-hmm. because obviously the presentation will be a little less impressive and flashy. Mm-hmm. This is something I know to be true about the Persona games as well. Is like Persona Five is a presentational like yes. masterwork. Yes. And Persona 3 is still good and worth playing, but going backwards, there's, like, less less flash to mm-hmm. it. You know, it might be a little tricky. For sure. And I do wonder about the main series. I know we have 3, Shin Megami Tensei 3, Nocturne, yeah. on the Switch. Remaster, Yeah, remastered. And I wonder if it'll feel more primitive, more regressive, or, or something. Because most of what you said sounds like it is also in that game.
2: Yeah, I... You're not wrong. I there's a slight sliver of concern in my brain that, like, I wonder how much variety there is to this series, but mm. people seem to regard uh, Nocturne really highly, Definitely. and so that will be my next, you know, uh, Shin Megami Tensei game, so I'm sure we'll talk about it here. Yeah, absolutely. Hits. I'm
1: and excited to. And
2: I'm not done referencing Shin Megami Tensei Five, but... I do think it would be okay for us to press on into our final game of the episode. Yes. I d- Games. Uh.
0: Yes. I d- just one more note. I mean, just to latch on to the thing you said about it being a good entry point, it's definitely the, this is, I'm pretty sure, the easily best selling oh. entry in the main series. 100 Thus far. All that to say, that speaks to its accessibility and its great entry point ness. Mm-hmm. For anyone looking to try it,
2: I'm pretty sure it was nominated for a handful of awards as well, like best RPG. Probably, yeah. I think, Um, and
0: he's getting great rave reviews as well. Yeah, it's just it's even though it's the best selling, and even though it's getting great critic praise, even though it's like being very recognized, it's still kind of in that niche corner. Yes, Um, but maybe this will be the jumping off point that the that even I mean even like the core series needs juxtaposed Persona to get like some more coverage, appreciation, something. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, yeah, game is a that we also have to talk about. Mm, the other highlight of two? the
2: holiday season. Wow.
0: Nintendo's big Christmas <laughs> seller.
2: Blockbuster, baby. Pokemon. Brilliant. Po- Diamond. Diamond and shiny Sparkly Pearl. Pearl. Weehaw. Pretty Jim. Connor and, and I. Shiny Rock. I think we agree generally on a lot of things about these two games, but we're in pretty different boats. Gameplay wise,
0: I didn't finish it.
2: Yours truly finished it the other day. Sorry, <clears throat> how far did you get, Connor?
0: I got past the second jam. Why? Why I did why which part?
2: Why didn't you finish it?
0: Bored. <laughs> and I know we just alluded earlier in the episode to like sometimes we feel pressured to play games to talk about them on the show. Mm-hmm. That's not why I got it, and not why.
2: You don't feel bad about giving
1: up on it. for the I show. don't. I don't. <laughs> well,
0: and because the... I've played Diamond before, mm-hmm. let's preface that and say like mm-hmm. Diamond is is the is honestly the last mainline Pokemon game that I've played to completion. I played sure. Soul Silver afterward, sure. but that doesn't necessarily count. <laughs> I didn't play Black White X, X, y, X y all all, all yeah all the ones after. This is Diamond and Pearl was the last one I played to uh-huh. completion. And same for my girlfriend, and so we thought it would be fun to get Diamond and Pearl. She played it to completion. She played the crap out of it, and she also like passed me really quickly, so I kind of <laughs> lost steam anyway. We yeah. were kind of getting it to play together, sort of. Sure. But I lost. She very much passed me very quickly because she was a lot more into it, and then I played it slowly, and then eventually I was like, ah, whatever. Yeah. So I had precedent. I kinda, I wanted to enjoy it because I I like Diamond mm-hmm. well enough. It's sure. not like my most my most beloved generation of Pokemon sure. but I have nostalgia for it and yeah. I like it and I there are aspects of this remake that I was excited to revisit like mm. I remember getting really into the Pokemon contests yeah Um, and the underground is a weird idea mm. and intre- but it's could be cool sure. remade and some of the Pokemon are cool right but I don't know what it is about it I what do... drives uh, juxtaposed what drive drove you to completion enjoyment couldn't be <sighs> Not on my watch.
2: <laughs> so uh, this was not the last Pokemon game that I beat. Actually, the only Pokemon mainline games that I have not beaten are Sword and Shield because they're ass. Um, and so. I mean, yeah,
0: you, you've you played every, every yeah. Pokemon entry. Genuinely. Every. Mm-hmm.
2: All. No, and, and not even and since
0: Diamond and Pearl, to, but.
2: To be in my. So I didn't play Diamond. I played Pearl. Right. Yeah. we Each generation. Yeah. And so, yeah, I I also had fond memories of Diamond and Pearl. I have fond memories of action replaying the crap out of it and breaking some files. Yeah, when I say
0: I beat Diamond, I definitely saw everything in Diamond (laughs) that Diamond had to offer. Uh, Yeah. Maybe I didn't play it to completion authentically, but...
2: Caught 12 Darkrai and 12 Shaman and Uh, uh, all the event Pokemon. Yeah,
0: caught fairly. They didn't appear in my box. No,
2: of course not. But... That's all goofy. I, you know, fond memories regardless. Exactly. And so when I saw that they were re-releasing it, I did not love the art style. Thought that was a little goofy, but I just knew I was going to get it anyway because I'm a Nintendo drone and Pokemon (laughs) drone. Such mixed feelings. I don't want this to be the case, and I think Game Freak can make this not the case, but for what Pokemon is now, I have outgrown it, you know? and i think i'll continue to buy pokemon games
0: <laughs> which is <laughs> like hoping for
2: a change or potentially and so i i i i have some like real tangible examples of like why pokemon is like going downhill becoming more child friendly kind of
0: like because the i mean the common argument is that it's the problem with pokemon is that it's staying the exact same that it's been for Decades, but do you think it's the opposite? Do you think it's do You think you're finding that it's changing too
2: much? I I think it's changing in ways that they are making it easier. Like it's it's more they are watering down the entire experience basically.
0: I think that's interesting because I think some like what what I mean is that like I think some would say that it's always been watered down. Mm -hmm. Like it's always been a relatively more simple, and and that they don't add much each iteration, so that it has stayed that easier watered down. I just Experience. I'm going to
2: say one acronym and one word. <laughs> okay. Cool. XP share.
0: Okay, yeah. Is that both of those? Were you going to say two words but then you were like no. rethinking? Yes, I was going to say I, I'm going to say two words. But that's not really
2: XP share.
0: This is confusing. But go on. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing you.
2: Has changed the face of Pokémon. <clears throat>
0: what is XP share for those of us that may not know?
2: In today's day and age, <laughs> XP share is nothing it is a feature it is like how it works and it's how it works in shin megami tensei 5 as well
0: it's common sense
2: Uh at the end of a battle your whole party gets experience not just the monster pokemon demon that battled the whole party gets experience and levels up
0: it's common sense why what do you mean why it's taking
2: any challenge out of Pokemon at all. I don't have weaker Pokemon anymore. They are all leveling at the exact same rate. All my Pokemon were level 50 for the 7th gym, 55 for the 8th gym, 60 for the Elite Four. Like, And I, I did maintain a very consistent team throughout the whole game. I didn't sub many Pokemon in or out. But XP share... I'm supposed to have weaker pokemon. I'm supposed to be nervous to send this pokemon into battle instead of this one. But they're all strong and str- leveled higher than the gym leader I'm at. And so obviously that's always been a pokemon concern is like if you grind too hard before a gym you're going to stomp them, right?
1: Yeah,
0: I think I'm I am following you. Mhm. But I think you're leaving me behind because you're not convincing me because I mm-hmm. feel like the natural conclusion to what you're saying is that you just have to grind. That's why they, back that's why in
2: it's the incorporated. Back in day, right? back in my day, your uh-huh. day, our day, yes. XP share was an item you gave to one other Pokemon and they gained XP as well. Okay. Then, I want to say X and Y maybe, they made it a, I, I do think it was still like a key item or something, but it was something you could turn on and off. And so like, if you don't want to overpower your team, you can turn it off. And now I think in Sun and Moon and in this one it's just a feature, you know. It's just Mm. I needed it in Shin Megami Tensei V. Hmm. Well, I mean, Pokemon is a joke. And slow down, slow the game down. Why are you trying to rush me through it? Like, make uh, me train my Pokemon. Okay, well, see, and this Graveler hasn't seen battle in twenty battles. Why is he leveling up?
0: This is why I quit. Is because it's already grindy. <laughs> it's already like even with XP share, I was already grinding so much and having such a
1: mm-hmm.
0: mediocre time, yeah, and not enjoying it. And I was, all, I mean, I was already going back and fighting wild Pokemon to get my Pokemon leveled up. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one that I was using would just get a little more XP than the others, but I was still like, it was. And I don't, I mean, again, it seems like the nat- like the natural conclusion to what you're saying is, you you just have to grind even more. And like, I mean. Making it, an op- making it optional, making it a toggle of some kind, mm-hmm. whether it's like a difficulty, like an easy difficulty or something mm-hmm. to make the single player experience more enjoyable for different kinds of players. Sure. Sounds like the solution, mm-hmm. but the, again, the natural conclusion to what you're saying sounds like it's just, I mean... It's to eliminate grinding. Yeah. And I was already grinding. Sure. In a game that is boring, boring,
2: boring to grind in. I think you're bad at Pokemon. Maybe. I made it it a point to never defeat a wild Pokemon. I only battled trainers and caught wild Pokemon. But even if you
0: battle all the trainers.
2: I was over leveled every gym I was at I was I mean I was over leveled yeah every trainer and then may I think there were two or three gym tr- gym leaders and then like but that's, I was of the also over
0: leveled I wasn't having a hard time mm-hmm. but I still felt like I I mean I was still grinding Yeah That's the thing is like
1: mm-hmm.
0: I wasn't like over leveled
1: Yeah
0: or I wasn't like significantly over leveled it was I had no trouble with the two gyms that I confronted <laughs> yeah. but at no point was I having a hard time but it still felt like it was necessary mm. and generally this isn't, again I didn't play as much and, and I haven't played any of the newer ones as this isn't a statement mm. that I can personally attest to but what I have heard from other people that I've played some of the newer games and have played Diamond and Pearl is that a general impression is that this is a return to form to a more challenging era of Pokemon hmm. back, like this was like when Pokemon was the most difficult. competitive
2: perhaps <laughs> maybe
0: I mean it, it generally sounds like the argument is from from the single player standpoint Like okay. it's, a, it's like a harder Pokemon game before yeah. it started getting easier mm-hmm. or more streamlined Yeah, simpler watered down whatever yeah, the term sure. you were using and so that's one of the only defenses I guess I'm mm-hmm. giving it and not even from a personal standpoint but like that like I mean is, does it feel
2: harder at all to you than sword and shield You know, I kind of think so. Like, I mean, yeah. Even with the XP, share. Even with the XP. So all that said, all that said, Mm -hmm. all that said, I got to Cynthia, the champion. Yeah. And it was was perfect. My Pokemon were the perfect levels. Mm. I lost to her once. And so I had to grind through the Elite Four a second time. And so they gained a few extra levels, which apparently was perfect. It was a challenging fight. And so, how does that speak to the rest of the game? Like, how do we... How do you keep it there? How do you keep that challenge? Because, I mean, that felt good. Some Somehow, sure. the stars aligned for that final fight, you know? I mean, that's... I, I, I'm sad, and I, as stupid as it is, I still will continue to buy Pokemon games. Arceus comes out in two weeks. I'll be there. Even though I think that looks bad, too.
0: I think it looks
2: cool. I think you're burned from Sword and Shield. <laughs> Maybe so. But... I don't know. I, I'm i just scared. I'm getting old and Pokemon's not for me anymore.
0: Give me a... You got to play big boy RPGs like Shin Megami Tensei for adults That's that are rated right. M.
2: That have boobies and peeners. And boobies and Pee-pee's Demons that poop on toilets. Blood bloods. But yeah. yeah. I, and so that is partially why I wanted to put Shin Megami Tensei 5 and Pokemon in the same episode yeah. to really dichotomize just two different monster collecting experiences and like how different they can make me feel. Uh, yeah, I'm and I'm just, I am sad about <laughs> Pokemon. What is the last Pokemon game that you enjoyed? I didn't hate Sun. I played Sun, and what I liked about it was they changed, they, there weren't eight gyms. There were like four yeah, big islands. Yeah, there were, I don't know, it was weird. It was just mm. different, and I was glad something was different. Mm. I, I actually, I was thinking about this closer to the point when I'd beaten the game, I think the gym system and the elite four i don't think that's modern anymore
0: oh probably you're I probably right it's definitely like the structure is like that's the which goes so back to they do
2: the same thing every exactly. single game
0: a lot but, of it about it is is dated mm-hmm. fundamentally
2: i just if they can come up with a new that's why it's boring form to me. of structure
0: yeah it's it's boring to me mm-hmm. what 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 makes pokemon pokemon mm-hmm. is why i got bored with it and why is I think part of why it's getting frustrating to you. Mm-hmm. Just to touch on, I I feel like the the leveling thing and mm-hmm. like the leveling ramp, I mm-hmm. guess, kind of like a challenge curve mm-hmm. that would be normal in most action centric games is kind of easier. Uh, maybe not easier, but like a different kind of adaptation. But like a mm-hmm. challenge curve for an RPG is like that's kind of a broad structural problem with RPGs is that you can grind in any of them. Sure. To trivialize any problem. That's Uh like, that's, that's something you can do in every RPG. Right. Um, And it's just about the design of the progression system Mm -hmm. and like keeping the challenge consistent. That is beyond my comprehension. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know how you plan for that kind of thing to predict what the player is going to do right? to make it fun Uh because I mean, I, that's, Undertale is where is perfect how it is <laughs> yeah. because there isn't there's a little bit of grinding that appears to be there mm-hmm. you know and it's turn based but it's turn it's like pa- like Paper Mario is turn based enough mm-hmm. you don't have to grind in Paper Mario right because there's enough else there to where you are leveling up along with the game but there's enough if you're underleveled, you there's enough like items and mm. extra stuff to like kind of fluff up sure your attacks and gameplay and everything. And if you're over leveled, you're kind of still having the same amount of fun.
1: Yes. Yes, yes, yes.
0: But I don't know, Pokemon Pokemon I'm... just doesn't it feels like the hook is still like catching all the monsters. Mm-hmm. And that's not that isn't enough anymore because Mm-mm. I mean especially You can't even do it anymore. You can't even do it anymore. Diamond and Pearls Pokemon are not the most exciting
2: mm-hmm. ever. I don't know. I've been very bitter about Arceus, mostly because I just don't feel like they've shown us much. And so, like, I, that's what... I I just hope it's fun. You know what I mean? I, I hope it's kind of fun, and I'll be happy. It's the direction Pokemon needs to go. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Like, both visually and just... I think everything needs to be Breath of the Wild. As a whole. <laughs> but, I mean, like, we've do you always... See,
0: do you see the Sonic trailer? Oh, my God. It looks fun. Yeah. Awesome. Yes, it does. If anything needs to be a huge open world, it's Sonic. Yes. Here for it. Yes. Anyway,
2: Kirby Lost Kingdom looks pretty cool. Uh, lost
0: Kingdom. Un, uh, lost, unknown, forgotten lands. Forgotten lands. Some one of those.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: If Kirby was in Lost Kingdoms, that's Ooh. basically Shin Megami
2: Tensei. <laughs> wow, right there. Yeah, Pokemon sucks. <sighs> We'll give it a couple weeks. We'll find out with Arceus mm-hmm. the future of whether we hate Pokemon or not. But uh,
0: I think Game Freak is going to find out the future of Pokemon based wow. on Arceus' reception. Because I think uh, Sword and Shield was... But it's
2: going to sell Buku's and they don't have to care again.
0: No, I think... I, I would like to believe that this has the potential to be a turning point for the series. Mm-hmm. You know, we always... Some Mood did Kahunas. They're like... Yeah, or like mega. Like, there's always some like weird little innovation, right? But this is a different kind of game. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the closest since like Pokemon Coliseum. Oh yeah, that we've gotten to like a new kind of core Pokemon game.
2: Uh huh. Pokemon Adventure.
0: Yeah, like still like
2: not a stadium, not a yeah,
0: not a stadium, not a ranger, uh huh, not a snap. Yeah. Uh, but you know, one that like incorporates core, like, is a core Pokemon game, but Mm -hmm. isn't like. A quote-unquote mainline entry isn't a version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it has potential to change the course of the progression of the series because I think because Sword and Shield were not received well, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Diamond and Pearl, I think were, I think they sold perfectly fine. But yeah. I, I mean, they're remakes, and they're fine. I think Reception was
2: that. Mm-hmm. People are age, like, wow, that but I think, felt good on my brain.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> pretty pretty much. It's like a dopamine rush. Yeah. But I think Legends Arceus has the potential to breathe new life into it and to kind of draw a new... Like, everybody that's jaded about Pokemon... Mm-hmm. Might get like has the, it has the potential to draw that audience in yeah. because it already kind of has drawn the interest, the
2: curiosity, yeah, right?
0: It, it just depends on whether it's actually good or not. And then obviously, it's Pokemon Legends colon,
2: mm-hmm. Arceus,
0: so maybe we'll get other Legends games.
2: It sounds cool to me. Sounds cool.
0: Who knows? But yeah, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, six out of 10. Maybe,
2: maybe five. So I feel like you're a glass half empty, six out of 10. I'm a glass half full, six out of 10. So you're a 6.5 out of 10. Okay, (laughs) maybe so, yeah. You're Uh, 6.4. (laughs) 6.49. And Shin Megami Tensei, 8.5.
0: Undertale, 10.
2: I might even give Shin Megami Tensei a 9.
0: I might even give Undertale a 9.5. Wow. Maybe. Mm. Only because I think the very baseline prospect, truly the only flaw, fundamental flaw, I can think about is... Having to replay some parts of it, like mm-hmm. the puzzles that you've already done. Sure. Between a neutral route and a and a um, whatever route, <laughs> pacifist, mm-hmm. the puzzles are the same. Sure. Just for those. Yeah. And that was annoying. Nine point five. Hated it. Fine. Well, that's our episode. Uh, this Hefty is, one for you. Yeah. This has been our quadruple RPG gauntlet. Quadruple. Really, okay. Diamond and Shining Pearl.
1: Fine,
2: you're right.
0: Four games. Heck let's, yeah. Let's, be, let's, let's give it to ourselves. We did four <laughs> games in one, epi- one episode. Wow. It easy. And it was only a lot of minutes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thank you everybody for sticking with us. If you have chosen to do so.
2: If you have thoughts, let us know. If you yeah. hate Undertale, let Connor know. If you if hate, hate Shimigami Tensei, let me know.
0: And if you love Pokemon, let us know. <laughs> yeah, because we'll fight you. Because we'll, <laughs> we'll figure something out. Yeah. If you are listening to us on your platform of choice, be sure to follow and or subscribe. To us on said platform and or rate us highly yeah. if if we tickled your fancy um, you can follow us on Instagram at Nintendo's podcast you can follow my musical exploits at weave.bandcamp.com or just search weave that's w-e-a-v and that's about all we've got for you my name is Connor and I am Braden and you have been listening to the Nintendo's podcast thank you so much for joining us we appreciate it we'll see you next time bye love you.